I'd like to welcome y'all to Secrets from the South. I'm your friend, Scotty Ray, along with my co-host, Terry. Now, you'll quickly catch on that we don't sound like the man on the 6 o'clock news. We talk a little slower, and we've got a southern drawl. But nonetheless, we've got a great podcast lined up just for you. We'll bring you some interesting stories. They're sometimes crazy and a little unbelievable. But it would be just plain impolite not to share them. So get yourself comfortable. Find some southern charm and a glass of iced tea and enjoy. Have you ever won anything? I mean, you know, like go in, register for a drawing, or buy a ticket, a raffle to something, and be the winner? Well, it's only happened once to me in my lifetime that I can remember. A few years back, at the local hardware store here, they have a hunter's night out. Well, they give away hunting prizes all afternoon before the season starts. And I won a ton of corn. Only time I ever won anything, I was tickled pink. Well, it took about eight folks to help me load that ton of corn to get it home. But boy, I sure enjoyed my winnings. But not everything is as what it seems. Believe it or not, there's been a lot of folks that won big, and after winning, they wished it would go away. So sit back and enjoy this week's episode titled, The Lottery. All right, Terry, tell me if this means anything to you. 4, 26, 42, 50, 60, and 24. Does that mean anything to you? Absolutely nothing. To the average Joe, it probably doesn't mean anything. But for one person in Michigan, do you know what those numbers meant? Jackpot. One billion dollars. Oh, my one goodness. One ticket was sold in a, I think it's a Kroger is where this was sold. Yeah, it, it was a Kroger store. This was sold, one ticket. And what would you do if you win a billion dollars in a mega lottery? Would you do cash payout for 29 years, or would you go ahead and say, give me my money? I think most people say, give me my money. They want all of it. Because you, you stand the risk is if you die, then nobody would get it. Yeah, and they want to get that money first, and then they want to go crazy with it. Because, you know, I've talked about this. We used to buy lottery tickets every time we'd go to the beach in Florida, because Florida's had a lottery for a long time. I think Mississippi was slow in getting the lottery kind of a fun thing that if you went outside of the state you went i think georgia has a lottery florida there's lots of louisiana a lot of people from mississippi would go over to the louisiana state line when it got really big you ever remember people pulling their money together and saying hey why don't we all buy lottery tickets i remember doing that just because it's exciting i mean what if you're a winner and you you're splitting it with 19 other co-workers but hey you're going to be a millionaire so you don't care so we used to talk about what we do with our winnings And I have always said, and my husband will attest that I have said this, I don't want to be the one that wins all of that because you hear nothing but misery. It is. And this person had 739 million miseries. That's what they got after payout. I just want to be the one that flies under the radar. If you have a lottery that's in the billions, I just want to be the one that's going to win, I don't know, seven or eight million nobody's gonna be nobody's gonna worry about me they're gonna be focused on that person that won the huge jackpot they're gonna be on every tv station imaginable oh yeah and then every third cousin that you had twice removed is gonna come see you to get along you say that but if you've ever watched any of those shows where they've won something there was a couple that i remember watching don't remember the name i wouldn't say the name anyway they lived in indiana they had an established group of friends. They'd been lifelong residents of the state of Indiana. They had family that lived there. I don't know how many millions they won, 
but they talked about what they lost, not what they won. And what they lost was they lost their family. They lost their lifelong friends. You know why? Money's evil. Because everybody wants a handout. Everybody thinks they're deserving of a handout. And that's why I said, I don't want to be the one that wins all that. I want to be the one that flies under the radar. Everybody comes out of the woodwork. And it's a third cousin you never knew you had. And they need money. And here's why they need it. And some of that may be legit. And some of it's just BS. They want their piece of the pie and they don't understand why you won't give it to them lifelong friends and then you don't give it to them and guess what then they're bitter oh yeah and it's families split over it so well they said they ended up having to move they lived in indiana their whole life they had to move to florida and they had to move into a real ritzy neighborhood and the reason was not for show they said, according to them, they said they had to do that so that they would blend in with their neighbors so their neighbors wouldn't want anything because they already had it. They just didn't live far back in the sticks enough, did they? No, they didn't. <laughs> but, you know, you start thinking about that. And I thought about the state of Mississippi has opened up. You know, yeah, we're it, one it of the is. few, uh, I guess, us in Texas that has opened the doors and said, we're no longer requiring the mask. And so businesses are running as usual. So now guess what you got on the coast? You got all those casinos uh-huh. that are opening up. With that comes poverty because people don't know how to stop. Well, listen to some of these things. Here's a stat that I thought was staggering to find out about people that have won the lottery. And So you're talking about people not that are just out playing it, gambling away their money. You're talking about people that actually won it? Won the lottery. They've won millions So according to CNBC, lottery winners are more likely to go bankrupt within three to five years than the average American. Studies found that instead of getting people out of financial trouble, winning the lottery got people into more trouble since bankruptcy rates soared for lottery winners three to five years after winning. That's hard to fathom. It really is. And here are some reasons. It says 12 reasons why most lottery winners recklessly blow through all of their cash. This was published in November of 2019. And it said, number one, they feel pressured to share with family and friends. The exact same thing I told you about the family moving from Indiana. It says tax obligations can get very complicated. You pay a huge amount of taxes when you take that lump sum. Right. A lot of the folks that win the lottery are people that they call or refer to them as paycheck to paycheck. They don't know how to manage that money. Another reason is the payout is much less than they may have thought. So you win two and a half million dollars. Government's going to get about a third of that, if not more. Yeah, because it says sometimes it's only around 60 to 75 percent of the actual cash prize. And this can leave people with a lot less money than they expected. And they don't use that money wisely. So it says... Mental accounting changes how they think of money. It impacts the way people think about their money. It essentially puts perceived value into cash and other valuable belongings. This means that lottery winners treat the money they have won from the prize draw differently than money they have earned, despite the fact that all the cash has the same intrinsic value. As a result, they are much more willing to be frivolous with lottery winnings as the sum is seen as free money to be spent. And by that, I mean, I remember listening to 
a show where a guy had won several millions. I can't remember the amount. But this is what he did with the money, which I thought was just absolutely crazy. He goes out. He has his favorite pair of pants, as we all do. Don't you have your favorite pair that you go to? Well, you don't need to go out and buy 7,000 pair of those. Do what? He goes out and buys 7,000 pair of the same pants. That's odd. It's almost like proving a point. I've got all this money, and I'm just going to go out and do something crazy with this. Or you've heard somebody that goes out and they buy this whole fleet of planes or helicopters. They don't know how to fly any of it. That's costing them money. Or how about there was one where a couple, or I think this in this case, it was a guy goes out. He comes from modest means. He wins the lottery. He goes and buys a house that's about a five hundred or $600,000 house. That's a great investment. But what he doesn't do is he doesn't actually buy the home. He just puts up the money to make a down payment on the home. And again, as stats show, he goes bankrupt. He doesn't even have a home to his name. That's so bad. he loses the home. Terry, what do you think makes people do this? It says the euphoric feeling of winning clouds their judgment. People who were little extraordinary people all of a sudden become extraordinary. And it says they're euphoric. They lose all sense of reality. They think they're invincible and powerful. They think they are Superman. And you can kind of see that. You know what I'm saying? They they, they really just they don't know what to do. I've noticed that with 70-year-old guys that date 20-year-old women. They are super <laughs> Well, they are short-lived. They spend uncontrollably on things they don't need. Just like I told you about the fleet of airplanes or helicopters or 7,000 pairs of pants. You've seen that where you watch a show and they're doing good. They've got a 20-year-old truck and all of a sudden you turn around and within yeah. a year they've got 10 cars. And yeah. they're all nice cars. So it says the easiest trap to fall into after receiving a big cash windfall is to start spending on things you don't need. With lottery winners who have won tens of thousands of dollars, this urge to spend becomes even worse. It's not uncommon for winners to blow cash on extravagant items like luxury cars or gadget-filled mansions, while each individual purchase may not put a dent in the overall bank balance. They can quickly add up if the winners don't keep a close eye on what they're spending. Again, it's that talk about that they are people that are paycheck to paycheck. There's nothing wrong with that. There's a lot of us out there that are paycheck yeah. to paycheck. But you got to know how to manage your money. And the problem is they don't know how to manage their money to begin with. And then they get this windfall of money and they don't know how to manage a huge amount of money. They think it's just this endless pot. Well, it's almost like a bunch of the superstars that you that you see now, and it happened to remember the guy that uh, that MC Hammer had fifty million dollars that he had earned, and at the end of it in nineteen ninety one or ninety three, he was broke and had nothing, and then he got saved and became a preacher. But never again would he see that kind of money. And all these athletes that get the hundred and fifty million dollar contract, uh, but ten but, years later, but they've nothing. never had money to begin with, and so they have no idea how to manage it. So they just get overwhelmed. Another thing is bigger homes and fancier vehicles means more bills. A lottery winner often wants to move into a larger, more luxurious home and upgrade their car. We see this all the time. They might even buy a yacht or other lavish vehicle. However, they may fail to consider the facts that these trappings will naturally incur 
bigger bills. Well, you got land taxes and all kinds of things that come with that. Power bills that are huge. A power bill on a 1,200-foot home is a lot different than a power bill on an 8,000-square-foot home. That's correct. And then, you know, of hiring people to mow the grass and keep it up. You yeah, the upkeep, the maintenance on it. So they don't factor all that in. They just think, man, I got to, I mean, I've won millions and millions of dollars. I can't be living in this 1,200-foot-square home anymore. Right. I've got to up my game. And they don't realize what comes with that, to your point. Now, and you made a, a point a while ago of to where they run through the money. So, and it reminded me, and, and I get a chuckle every time I think of the show. Do you remember the movie that had Steve Martin, The Jerk? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. He had nothing, and then one day, whoom, he's got all that money. Yeah. And everybody that he ever knew came to him wanting money. He'd sit there crying and write out a check. And at the end, he had nothing left and had to move back home. And fortunately, they'd saved enough money where he'd sent, he had a place to live. And then sometimes it says they make bad investments trying to earn more money. Don't you think you have people knocking on your door saying, man, let's, you need to make an investment, you know, save so you've got something for the future. You just don't want it all tied up in cash. And it says not wanting to lose their winnings like so many others. Many individuals seek to invest their funds and earn extra income. Unfortunately, too many lottery winners don't put the proper research into these investments or don't properly understand how they work. That They rely on somebody else. Right. And again, it may be a scam artist. It could be somebody that you know thinks this is going to be the next biggest and best thing, and it's not, and it doesn't pay out. This is what's so amazing. Hardly any of them get professional help from financial advisors. Now, see, Willie Nelson might disagree with you on that. Why do you say that? You don't remember that back, all his money? Oh, yeah. He had that guy that was managing his money, and then he wakes up one day, and he hadn't paid any taxes in years, and they, it was $14, 15000000 million they sued him for. Don't yeah. put all your eggs in one basket. True. You win the lottery. You still need financial advisors. Invest some of it with one financial advisor. Maybe you invest a whole another set of million with another financial advisor. You have something to fall back on if one of them doesn't end up being legit. Truthfully, Terry, do you think your life would be altered if you were to win the money? Would you change that much, or do you think it just it happens to everybody and there's no way to stop it? I think it would change your life a lot, and I'm not so sure that it would change it for the better. And here's another article that talks about just some of the pain that some of these folks went through after they won the lottery. I mean, you would think this would be... The best time of your life when you win the lottery. But a lot of them go back and say if they had to do it again, they would have never wanted to take that money. Here's an example of where they're talking about many lottery winners experience what they call the honeymoon stage of sudden wealth. He wrote in Forbes that winning such a large sum of money is an unsustainable high and that winners should not let the money, the prize money, dictate how their lives change. But it really does. And that's the sad thing about it. An example of a lady in Missouri, she said she split 224 million Powerball prize with 11 people, but she soon found that certain acquaintances were more interested in her assets than her friendship. She said that when she dined out with her friends, they would belatedly announce that they didn't have enough money to foot the bill. Uh, These people who you love deep down, they were turning into vampires trying to suck the life out of me, she told the Associated Press. Another lady of Oregon dealt with a similar situation. She won $5 million but moved into a different town after her entire neighborhood turned against her. People she trusted began asking for money or gifts. 
but she refused and they started bashing her name she said the town went crazy so she ended up having to move and it said the winning might also bring out the worst in your family members too when another lady won 1.3 million a jackpot 1996 which i guess back then was a lot of money 1.3 million in a jackpot today wouldn't be i mean don't get me wrong it's good money but not a lot of money said she decided to divorce her husband without telling him that she'd won the prize money so apparently she wasn't too fond of him she got a little money in her and she She said he got to go so she said it backfired three years later though when a court ordered her to transfer every penny of her winnings to her ex-husband And it said one Pennsylvania man won $16.2 in 1988 and was pursued by a hitman who was hired by his brother, his own brother. To, he would get what was, yeah. There was another situation where a man won just, I mean, he won like $200 million and he gave a lot of money to his daughter. I think he had had kind of an estranged relationship and he felt like this would be a way to win her over or win her affections over and all it did was fed her drug addiction and she overdosed and died Ooh! do you ever play the lottery you know i hadn't bought one 10 12 years oh i've been meaning to stop and buy one but i hadn't we all have this fantasy and that's like i said yeah what we would do with it so getting back to us buying the lottery tickets when we were in Florida on our way home, it was just a way to pass the time. It's the excitement of, are we going to be a winner or not? You never are. You know, the odds are never in your favor. But you always kind of justify it by, oh, we're just spending four bucks, ten bucks, whatever the case may be, just on the whim that you might win. And then what you would do with the money and how you would donate it to church and charity and you'd take care of your family. But when does it end? Yeah. When do the handouts end? Because you want to do good deeds. Hopefully, if we win the lottery, we want to be able to share that wealth with our loved ones and feel like that we've made a difference when we leave this earthly world. The hands that are coming at you, they will never stop. So are you better to never tell who you are? Because, you know, in some instances, they're not identified. In some lotteries, it's a part of the condition to win it. I read where a woman won $200 million, and she sued to keep her identity quiet so she wouldn't be hounded. She gave so much to charity, and the judge ruled in her favor, and she didn't have to tell who she was. Oh, I I think that you'd be a fool to announce. Now, some states, you're required. Right. She was in one of those states. Right. But I think in other states, you're not required to identify yourself. I think that'd be the first thing I'd do. I think I'd be getting some financial advisors that I truly trusted. This would be me. If I were to win that money, I would be telling my husband, who you know, we refer to him as Shopper Boy. So it would be very tempting for him to not want to go out and buy a new boat and get a travel trailer. I mean, it'd be obvious. And that's where I think people fall into that trap. I would want to be the one that says, okay, we have to live a normal life for the next year or two and gradually, keyword, gradually maybe up our game where it's, okay, well, look at them. I mean, they're kind of doing some new things, but it's not overnight. I think where people fall into a trap or make a mistake is that while they don't want to provide their identity, it's obvious. Go from a 1,200-square-foot house, now you're living in a 7,000-square-foot house. 
you've moved out of the neighborhood that you live in or had lived in for the last 25 years and now you've got five or six brand new cars out there and a new truck and i'm talking about these are nice nice vehicles something has happened so having miranda lambert in the backyard having a party might be a day giveaway <laughs> you know you talk about the hitman you saw the show where this guy wins this money and all of a sudden he's got this girlfriend that's interested and then she kills him for his money i just don't know that any good comes out of winning the lottery even though i have to admit that hasn't stopped me from buying a lottery ticket paul harvey in the 1965 editorial that he done called if i were the devil said that states would promote being rich by winning the lottery one day and where are we now i mean it's come true well and another thing that i'd read was that while some of the states promoted that they were going to use that for education and for other good things in the state that so if you're not supportive of the lottery you may say well but i am supportive of you know we're going to have education we're going to pay our teachers we're going to have the best schools the kids are not going to want for any supplies we're going to make sure that we take care of all of our children regardless of their economic backgrounds and then we're going to have the finest roads some states what they're saying is they're not seeing that money yeah being used reaches that it, it never gets used for the intent that they sold their constituents on supporting a lottery in their state. It's kind of like the Social Security thing. They borrow from it. It never gets put back. Yeah, so they sell a product that they may have had good intentions on delivering. The people in that state don't see those improvements. And so they know that that money's being used elsewhere. Maybe it's being used to pad somebody's pocket. Maybe they thought they were going to use it for education, ended up having to use it for something else. There's not a person out there that wouldn't say right off the bat, I would love to win the lottery. But it is the American dream. It to is. To sit back and dream about what you would get or who you would, yeah. But man, it sure sounds like there's a lot of misery that comes with it. It's a high cost. I know. But are you going to buy a lottery ticket anytime soon, Scotty? That's a good possibility. So see, it doesn't keep us from buying it. No, it doesn't. Let's just say that one of our listeners is the lucky lottery winners. And I hope that somebody is. Yeah. I mean, I really still have that dream that it's going to be either you or I, Scotty. Let's, let's hope so. But, you know, not everything is bad. There's some good can come out of this. And you and I could probably do some good. If we are yeah. a lottery winner, we need to follow these things 12 things not to do if you win the lottery so i think we need to pay attention to this and this was produced on wall street it says 24 7 wall street has decided to offer up 12 key things not to do if you're a lottery winner number one forget to sign a ticket or report it to the state it says after doing some research we find this is apparently the simplest and easiest error to make can you imagine losing a lottery ticket then imagine what can happen if someone else snags your ticket and shows up to collect the prize. Fighting over this is no simple task. In a way, lottery tickets are the last form of bearer bonds that anyone collect on if they show up with the coupons and bonds. So you better sign that ticket. I didn't know you had to sign them. I learned something. I didn't either. Tell everyone you know. This is mistake mm. number two. If you win this much money, chances are high that you will want to brag about it. How could you not? 
number three, automatically decide to take the upfront cash. And I think that's what all of us think that we should do. It says supposedly some 70% of lottery winners end up broke again. And again, that's why if you'll take so much, much you're allotted out so much money a year. Well, if you blow it all that year, you may have to scrounge around until your next paycheck comes. But at least you know you've got the next paycheck. So if you don't know how to manage your money or you're one of those ones we talked about that are paycheck to paycheck people, you probably are not going to change your habits. So you don't need to take that lump sum. But again, most of us think we need all that money at once. Number four. Think that you are the smartest person to manage your money and finances. And again, we all know that we're not. Number five, let your debts remain in place. The next one, become the generous high roller living the life. If you go from living a simple life to instantly being able to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars or more per week, what do you think happens to your expectations in life ahead? The next one. Buy everything for everyone or even for yourself. Do not go out and buy dozens of cars followed by houses or whatever else for you and your friends and family members. Or the next one, say the hell with a budget. Maybe it sounds crazy that you have to live within your means when you get empire making money. After all, you are now wealthier than anyone you know combined. This also goes back to having advisors and being prudent But at the end of the day, you will still have a finite sum of money. So whatever your money is, you're making $450 a month, you're getting that in, or you're getting $450,000 a month, you still have to live within your means. That's correct. Become the business backer for all your family and friends. Nope. That's bad business. Yeah. Give away the whole enchilada. This is probably not the case for the vast majority of lottery players, but some people might want to give away just about all of their money to a charity or to their religious institution. You can be generous without doing the unthinkable. Imagine what you would feel like down the road when a serious crisis arises in your life or your family's life, knowing that you no longer have the means to change it. And I guarantee you, do you think the people that you gave it to are going to be able to back you up? Not necessarily. Get celebrity or athlete envy, keeping up with the Joneses, so to speak, and then think that law and decency standards no longer apply. It is true that the wealthier you get, the better attorneys and legal defense you can afford. That being said, living a reckless life without concerns about the laws of the land will not keep you from going to prison. Movies often glamorize scoundrels. But what good does it do that you are incredibly wealthy that no one will associate with you? Well, there you go. So, in other words, you lose all your running around buddies because you think that, well, you know, maybe I need to up my game. The buddies I hang around with are no longer the buddies that I see myself hanging around with. I need to be more uppity. And I've seen a lot of people make that mistake. Maybe you still don't believe me that, well, winning isn't always the best thing. I'm reminded of a story that a good friend of mine reminded me of, of a guy we used to know. Oh, you know the type that'll head off to the bar, have about five too many and go pick a fight. And so long as he has less broken bones or ribs than the other guy, well, he's a winner. And one night he stole this old boy's wife away. But through the years, she got meaner and she got uglier. So does that still make him the winner? 
We hope you enjoyed our podcast and will continue to listen more. We promise to provide stories that intrigue you, provide a little humor, reflect our heritage and culture, whether it's strange and alarming. Please leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. Let us know whether you liked or disliked. Do you have a story to share? If so, we'd like to hear from you. Please email us at comments at secretsfromthesouth.com and provide a brief description of your story along with contact information and we'll be in touch. Until next time, well, you know a secret, well, winning may not be what it's all cracked up to be.